Chapter Thirty of Tangled Trails, a Western Detective Story by William McLeod Rain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Tangled Trails, a Western Detective Story by William McLeod Rain. Chapter Thirty, Kirby makes a call. Kirby had been bluffing when he said he had evidence to prove that James was in his uncle's rooms the very hour of the murder but he was now convinced that he had told the truth. James had been there, and his brother Jack knew it. The confession had been written in his shocked face when Kirby flung out the charge. But James might have been there and still be innocent, just as was the case with him and Rose. The cattleman wanted to find the murderer, but he wanted almost as much to find that James had nothing to do with the crime. He eliminated Jack, except perhaps as an accessory after the fact. Jack had a tell-tale face, but he might be cognizant of guilt without being deeply a party to it. He could be insolent, but faults of manner are not a crime. Besides, all Jack's interests lay in the other direction. If his uncle had lived a day longer, he would have been sole heir to the estate. As he wandered through the streets, Kirby's mind was busy with the problem. Automatically, his legs carried him to the Paradox Apartments. He found himself there before he even knew he had been heading in that direction. Mrs. Hull came out and passed him. She was without a hat and probably was going to the corner grocery on 15th. "'I've been neglecting friend Hull,' he murmured to himself. I reckon I'll just drop in and ask him how his health is. He was not sorry that Mrs. Hull was out. She was easily, he judged, the dominant member of the firm. If he could catch the fat man alone, he might gather something of importance. Hull opened the door of the apartment to his knock. He stood glaring at the young man, his prominent eyes projecting, the red capillaries in his beefy face filling. "'What'd you want?' he demanded. "'A few words with you, Mr. Hull.' Kirby pushed past him into the room, much as an impudent agent does. "'Well, I don't aim to have no truck with you at all,' blustered the fat man. "'You've just naturally wore out your welcome with me before you ever sat down.' I'll ask you to go right now. Here's your hat. What's your hurry? murmured Kirby, by way of quotation. Sure, I'll go, but don't get on the prod, Hull. I came to make some remarks and to ask a question. I'll not hurt you any. Haven't got smallpox or anything. I don't want you here. If the police knew you was here, they'd be liable to think we was talking about about what happened upstairs then they would be right that's exactly what we're going to talk about no sir i ain't got a word to say not a word the big man showed signs of panic then i'll say it the dancing light died out of kirby's eyes they became hard and steady as agates who killed cunningham hull the fishy eyes of the man dodged, 
a startled oath escaped him how do i know didn't you kill him god almighty no hull dragged out the red bandana and gave his apoplectic face first aid he mopped perspiration from the overlapping roll of fat above his collar i don't know a thing about it honest i don't you got no right to talk to me that away you're a tub of iniquity hull also you're a right poor liar you know a lot about it you were in my uncle's rooms just before i saw you on the night of his death you were seen there who who says so quavered the wretched man you'll know who at the proper time i'll tell you one thing it won't look good for you that you held out all you know till it was a showdown i ain't holdin out i tell you what business you got to come here devilin me i'd like for to know i'm not devilin you i'm tellin you to come through with what you know or you'll sure get in trouble there's a witness against you when he tells what he saw shibo the word burst from the man's lips in spite of him kirby did not bat a surprised eye he went on quietly i'll not say who except this shibo is not the only one who can tell enough to put you on trial for your life if you didn't kill my uncle you'd better take my tip hull tell what you know it'll be better for you mrs hull stood in the doorway thin and sinister the eyes in her yellow face took in the cattleman and passed to her husband what's he doing here she asked biting off her words sharply i was asking mr hull if he knew who killed my uncle explained kirby her eyes narrowed maybe you know she retorted not yet i'm trying to find out can you give me any help mrs hull their eyes crossed and fought it out what do you want to know she demanded i'd like to know what happened in my uncle's rooms when mr hull was up there say about half past nine maybe a little before or a little after he claims to have a witness hull managed to get out from a dry throat a witness of what snapped the woman that that i was in cunningham's rooms for an instant the woman quailed a spasm of fear flashed over her face and was gone he'll claim anything to get out of the hole he's in she said dryly then swiftly her anger pounced on the wyoming man you get out of my house we don't have to stand your impudence and what's more we won't do you hear get out or i'll send for the police i ain't scared any of you the amateur detective got out he had had the worst of the bout but he had discovered one or two things if he could get olson to talk and could separate the fat flabby man from his flinty wife it would not be hard to frighten a confession from hull of all he knew moreover in his fear 
Hull had let slip one admission. Shibo, the little janitor, had some evidence against him. Hull knew it. Why was Shibo holding it back? The fat man had practically said that Shibo had seen him come out of Cunningham's rooms, or at least that he was a witness he had been in the apartment. Yet he had withheld the fact when he had been questioned by the police. Had Hull bribed him to keep quiet? The cattleman found Shibo watering the lawn of the parking in front of the paradox. According to his custom, he plunged abruptly into what he wanted to say. He had discovered that if a man is not given time to frame a defense, he is likely to give away something he had intended to conceal. "'Shibo, why did you hide from the police that Mr. Hull was in my uncle's rooms the night he was killed?' The janitor shot one slant, startled glance at Kirby before the mask of impassivity wiped out expression from his eyes. "'You know heap lot about everything. You busy, busy, all like honeybee. Me, I just janitor, mind own business.' "'I wonder now.' Kirby's level gaze took the man in carefully. Was he as simple as he wanted to appear? No talk when not have anything to tell. Shibo moved the sprinkler to another part of the lawn. Kirby followed him. He had a capacity for patience. Did Mr. Hull ask you not to tell about him? Shibo said nothing, but he said it with indignant eloquence. Did he give you money not to tell? I don't want to go to the police with this if I can help it, Shibo. Better come through to me. You go police and say I know who make Mr. Cunningham dead? If I have to. The janitor had no more remarks to make. He lapsed into an angry, stubborn silence. For nearly half an hour Kirby stayed by his side. The cattleman asked questions. He suggested that, of course, the police would soon find out the facts after he went to them. He even went beyond his brief and implied that shortly Shibo would be occupying a barred cell. But the man from the Orient contributed no more to the talk. End of chapter 30